The summer before my junior year of college, I did an eight-month project management internship in New Jersey. Little did I know that this experience would span from New Jersey to Pennsylvania to upstate New York and later on Honduras. The first day of my internship, I met with all the senior project managers. All the questions were the same. Where do you go to school? Clarkson University. What's your major? Industrial engineering. What do you hope to get out of this internship? Probably learn some project management skills and some information. Probably sensing that I was getting tired of answering the same questions over and over again, one of the project managers named Mark hit me with a curveball. He said, what is something that you've always wanted to learn that's not work-related? Without giving it much thought, I said, scuba diving. It wasn't like it was a dream or passion of mine or something from childhood or something I'd hoped to um, do, and it seemed as distant as becoming an astronaut. Well, he said, you're in luck. I'm a scuba instructor, and by the end of this internship, you'll be living water certified. <laughs> I had a lot of great experiences during this internship. I got to visit manufacturing facilities, work on marketing campaigns, and learn that every single item that you buy is argued down to pennies in every single meeting. But the one thing that I'll cherish the most is learning something that wasn't related to work or school. It was just something for me, which was scuba diving. Mark gave me the number for his dive shop and told me that I should uh, give him a call when I was ready. So armed with this information, I figured there were two things I needed to do. Step one, get a second job to pay for scuba lessons. <laughs> Step two, sign up for scuba lessons. After four months, I had saved up enough money and went to the dive shop where I got fitted for my mask, fins, snorkel, and wetsuit. And although Mark wasn't my instructor, I got to learn a lot of great information during the weekend class. I learned about buoyancy control, dive tables, how to use the equipment, but basically how not to kill myself underwater. <laughs> so after the book and pool stuff was done, we went off to Dutch Springs, which was a rock quarry about an hour drive away in eastern Pennsylvania. What it lacked for in tropical climate and made up for with its uh, sunken school buses, suspended platforms, and uh, floating airplanes. And after two cloudy days in October, I was finally scuba official. I had my open water certification. So during class, I talked often about wanting to dive in the ocean because, duh. But I quickly found out to dive off the Jersey Shore, you need to be advanced open water certified. So advanced open water just builds upon the skills that you learn during open water. So you learn things like navigation, night diving, but most importantly, you can dive now to 100 feet instead of just 60. Well, two weeks later, I went back to the dive shop and signed up for advanced open water, dry suit, and nitrox just to hit the trifecta. And Mark was my instructor during the second batch of classes, so that was a really good experience. And then two weeks after taking the pool sessions um, for the dive shop, I was back in Dutch Springs, staying warm in my dry suit in the cold November waters. So after two months, I now had four certifications. It was now January, my internship was over, I still hadn't dived in the ocean, and I was back in school in upstate New York. And spring break was quickly approaching, so my dive shop was really good at planning dive trips, so I called them up and they said, you should go to Roatan, which is an island off the coast of mainland Honduras. Not knowing anyone else my age who scuba dived, I decided this was time for a solo trip. So um, when I get to Roatan, I go to the dive shop and I sign up for a couple of boat dives. I was finally diving in the ocean and it was warm. I got to see things like octopus and lionfish and my advanced open water certification came in handy because I did a couple of deep dives. So feeling confident with a couple of ocean dives under my belt, I decided, I should probably do a night dive. Well, I go back to the dive shop, I sign up for a night dive, and I find myself on a moonless night on a boat. So I put on my mask, fins, and snorkel, I jump in the water, and as everybody else is jumping in, I start trying to descend. I often have issues descending, so 
I keep on deflating my buoyancy control device and trying to descend, and after what finally seems like an eternity, I finally start going down to the bottom. And when I reach the bottom, I notice the group had like, uh, gathered below me on the ocean floor about 45 feet deep. I reach the group, and the group leader points off in a direction, and off we take. So I look at my depth gauge, and I notice we aren't going down in depth, but instead we're going up in elevation. There must be a reason for this. So after a couple of minutes, we stop. What I could only guess was our safety stop based off my depth gauge, which was around 15 feet. So at this point, I take out my wax pencil and I write on my wrist plate and I write to the group leader saying, why did we stop? He writes back saying, we're done with their dive. I say we just got in five minutes ago. He said, we've been in the water 45 minutes. At this point, he takes his dive light and shines it across my face and realizes he doesn't know who I am. And he doesn't want to make sure that I'm not panicking and hyperventilating underwater. I'm mostly just annoyed and pissed off that my night dive has ended before it even started. So after our five minutes for our safety stop, we start walking toward the shore um, because we're close enough to the beach. So as we're walking up on the beach, I look around and I notice this isn't my scuba resort. So not only am I with the wrong night diving group, I'm at the wrong resort. So the group leader from this trip takes me over to his dive shop and we have his dive master calls my dive master. My dive master comes from across the bay with the boat, picks me up, and we go to where we dropped off my group. And it's very easy to see a bunch of night divers at night because you see a bunch of lights on the ocean floor. So we start banging on the boat to get their attention, and finally the group leader from that group comes up, he does a safety stop and surfaces. We wanted to let him know that, hey, Lisa isn't lost. And he said, oh yeah, we all saw her go with the other group that just happened to land right below us while we were all jumping in the water. So nobody was worried where I was, which was good. So the, the, the number one thing about scuba diving is everybody jumps in the water, you count heads, and then you descend all at the same time. I often have issues with trying to descend, so I was worried about being left behind in the dark that all I could think about was descending. So lesson learned. Well, I'm so overwhelmed and annoyed at this point, I just want to go to sleep. So I just leave the rest of the group and just the dive, uh, dive master takes me back to the resort. Well, I was a broke college student that spent a lot of money for this solo vacation to scuba dive and I was gonna have at least one good night dive before I left Roatan. So I go back to the dive shop and sign up for another night dive. So this time we get in the water, we count heads, and we all descend at the same time. And I met a friend on the boat and we decided to hang back behind the rest of the group so we could check out all the nocturnal sea life because we don't want a bunch of lights in their faces of all the animals. And after the successful night dive, there's no story to tell. Thank you.